0: Here we go. You are
1: now.
0: This is the anthem. You're ready for some random shit from Rob. Now everybody stand up and lift your arms. Put your hands in the sky like you're pinching stars. Go piss on Mars. What? So random, it's all gravy. The pockets is raw shit. Yeah, go crazy. Yup. All you know,
2: kind of shit like that.
0: So Rob says when he runs off track. Track, track, track Fun fact, tuck that in your brain Fuck that nuts we act insane In the fast lane, still smooth like butter Rob, dude Last brother oh, might hear that about every other word, but who's keeping camp? The ramblings get so random. What's happening? I'm babbling so much you can't handle me. Chattering teeth sound like a battle axe bashing the beat. Don't laugh on my speak. Cause really, we're just some idiots. I ain't talking about a little bit. I'm talking fully illiterate. Like Little kids trapped in a grown man's body. Acting a fool like Lindsay Lohan party. Like it's a party of life. We party all night. Blackout that's how we party it right. Hit the Walmart because we bored as shit. Instagram and upload the video. <laughs> look at it. Look at it. Rob hanging out in the Walmart for no reason, just Instagramming, got his phone out, walking around looking at himself like, hey, look at me, I'm walking through Walmart, it's so random, Rob, it's so random, random. but that's what we love, random ramblings with random Rob, random Motherfucking. random motherfucking. random ramblings, random ramblings, random, freaking ramblings. Freaking random, ramblings. ramblings. random ramblings, bla blablablings, blablablings, blablablings.
2: What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first time listener, I appreciate you for giving my show a try. Hopefully you left a five star review. And if you left anything under five stars, uh, you left me some uh, constructive criticism. Uh, You at least gave me the opportunity to ignore your comments and say, kiss my ass. But um, have a guest with me for this edition of the show. Uh, This is a man that I had the uh, opportunity to share a table and a microphone with and a cup of alcoholic beverages. This is a man who is uh, from the place that I currently currently reside in. But now he's off into the wild yonders of the United States. Making his name in a comedy scene and uh make people laugh, maybe uh pee a little, poop a little, depending on um the raunchiness in his uh vernacular. Uh the man that I have with me this evening is one, Mr Joe Moffat How are you, sir?
3: What's the god what's the goddamn deal, my good man? How are you doing?
2: Salutations, good sir. I'm doing quite
3: well. <laughs> Well, it's been, I see you've been blowing up out there in podcast land, man.
2: Man, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to put the work in. You put the work well, in. you, you do a
3: damn time. good job of trying, shit. I ain't
2: going to lie. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I, my, my Facebook are. and Instagram and Twitter has been riddled with all your advertisements of your smiling face with your glasses and your suit on and your tie all over these flyers oh, and shit.
3: Most <laughs> well, definitely, shit. The more flyers, the better. Hell, that's what I do.
2: I never understood the power of the flyer until um, we tried to do that. Uh, little. We put together like a little podcast fest back in, I forgot when the fuck that was, October, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, we were just kind of like word of mouth in it, you know, putting up some links here and there and everything. But when um, the Murder City podcast, there's another podcast from around here, they put out a fucking flyer saying that, hey, it's going to be here and we doing this. Motherfuckers start jumping the board and was like, "Oh man, why you didn't say nothing about this soon?" I said, "Bitch, we've oh, yeah. been talking about this for three months."
3: Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that man! I tell you something. As far back as I can remember, flyers have been the end-all, be-all of advertising shit because that hell, I used to pass. I started passing out flyers when I was as a hustle at a damn barbershop out there in Most City, and then I did it again for this little restaurant that was doing team parties and shit, man. Flyers out there work good than the mug. I ain't gonna bullshit. You gotta get street team behind you. You can make some.
2: You can find some people for real. That's, that's probably one of the things I lack. Now, let me tell you something about me, Joe. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can bullshit with the best of them. I can sit here and talk with you, talk with anybody. You know, behind this microphone, I ain't scared to do shit. But you get me out there in the public, you get me out there in the wild and goddamn... I got a pocket full of business cards and shit. And, you know, I want people to know about the show. I want people to know me. I want people to listen and everything. But I have a hard time walking up to a random motherfucker and be like, "Take this card. Listen to my motherfucking show." But I could do that shit all on social media whatever, but it's just like, I don't know is that like <laughs> that that real time <laughs> shit. I see. You know, being in front of somebody and be like cuz the thing that, that you know, I ain't scared of a motherfucker. It's just that damn, you know, I put myself out there you know, I give him this card or whatever, and then I, you know, before I even get three, four steps away from them, they ball that shit up and threw it in the trash or something. I was like, "Hey, motherfucker, I paid for that shit. <laughs> you could at least Hell, gave it back."
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the hardest part. Shit, that the 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 one thing with my cards, I catch myself only putting it in the hands and people I think really gonna be able to do something with it. You know, if I'm on if I'm on Facebook and all that shit, you know, cool, oh, that's. Free advertising and and i I don't really get caught up in all the foolishness and bullshit no more like i used to with the podcast and everything you know now i just i just stand back and hell i don't even go political no more i i ain't i don't never talk about politics unless it's like a very short short joke you know what i'm saying yeah you know if i'm I'm, i'm in a crowd of mostly um how can I say this and not be a census? uh Caucasian oh, individuals yes, 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 you I understand um, and out here in these these backwoods parts that I perform in from time to time you know I might refer to them as a group of Trump supporters I you know I don't know these niggas you know <laughs> sure. and, but it looked like a lot of them in there from what I've seen on news reports. so it, it, it all balances out and by the end of the set and everybody usually has a good time you know um with my brand of comedy i don't really try to go to you know bring up shit you can see at home on a regular basis i'm you know just trying to make you laugh for a minute take you out of your take you out of your arena and then you know let you have a good time and
2: shit No, because um how has that been because i know um when you were doing your podcast i would listen to you and you would like uh air out a lot of your frustrations and what not it would be, whether it be about uh you know community outreach uh politics uh you know whatever the flavor of the day it was that you were talking about and um now that you're focusing more on your comedy and whatnot, and you're not so much doing the podcast, it has the comedy uh replaced the podcast is where you vent your frustrations
3: well i mean it's it's less frustration because you you know the the podcast was a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can rip on a mic and say whatever I want, do whatever I feel, whoever listen great, you know, whoever, you know, don't, don't. And, you know, when you're on that stage, it, it's it's a little different because my material, I'm, a, I'm more of a storyteller than, than I don't really do, you know, premise punchline, all that. Yeah. I, I go more of a... I start with a punchline of some funny shit that hasn't happened before and I kind of build my bullshit around it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of my little formula of success. You know, so I kind of... I've been staying away from the, the, the Trump topics and the political topics yeah. and, you know, community outreach and stuff. It's It's mostly been about, you know, family, personal things. You know, my current set is... I got parts where I talk about the kids, and I talk about, um, you know, personal issues, likes, dislikes, you know what I'm saying, blowjobs, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I start to sit with that. Damn, that's that's my killer right there. Uh, and then we just go, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like, it look kind of like, right, it's a little bit more methodical, though, because when you have people, because like, when you're on the mic in the studio by yourself, you don't give a shit. Yeah. And when you got them eyes staring back at you, you you, you got to play the game. You know what right? I'm mm-hmm. You know, you got to, you, you want to make a point, but the people ain't really there to hear a point. You know, yeah. when when they go to listen to a podcast, they, they can pick. okay, I want to listen to some book, I want to listen to comedy. I want to listen to something serious. I want to listen to, you know, the, the theater or whatever, if you will. The the ones that's going to, the, what's the one they say that's real popular now? The murder reenactments or shit or whatever. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, so you can you can decide, but when they come to their comedy club, they want to hear some silly shit, mm-hmm. particularly with the crowds that I deal with. Most of the crowds that I deal with, they they just want to hear some weird, outlandish, fucked up shit and enjoy it the best way they can.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, I mean, that's what comedy should be. It should be a release from all the other bullshit that you got damn uh, getting away from, you know. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Some of some of the people they they find a way to kind of parlay you know social issues into their comedy, like uh you know so I know Dave Chappelle is one of the ones that I would uh he would go into a deep story about politics and social issues and whatnot, and then he'll just come out of it with like some bullshit on the end, and I'm just like oh you just kind <laughs> of you, you had me All invested, right. and then at the end I was just like oh. Ha uh-huh. It's comedy. And see, I
3: would usually that was that was one of my biggest bases uh, of of the show uh, was I was able to do that. I was able to do that that build up. But sometimes shit, my build ups be sometimes shit five, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes. Yeah. You know, just trying to get to that end result because I was going so much in because I like going in detail and I like being in depth. I don't want to be up there and you know get get uh, Ka- Kamala Harris and shit. You know, fuck Ryan and and get caught in two questions and answer them both at the same time and shit. I, you know, <laughs> it's them. You know, it's them type of things I try to avoid. You know, when 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 you're on that stage, and like I was saying, when you got them eyes pointing back at you, you you want to see them enjoy themselves. So you you gotta throw a you know you, you gotta give them something to hit them right in the damn throat. And once you hit them in the throat, and they get that that throat laugh that you make your back shit feel real raw in the back of your shit. That's when you know you get them, you know. Yeah. And that's lately I've been I've been able to produce a lot more of that probably over the last year or so, you know. Shit, now it's damn near down to the science.
2: Yeah. Now, um, I think when I come to know of you, um, you were doing the podcast and everything, and you were talking about getting back into comedy and, you know, traveling more outside of your area and doing different shows and whatnot. Um, That had to been, what, almost a year or so ago, right?
3: That was, I think I did the last real episode last May because I wanted to do, uh, my stepdaughter graduated, and Mm -hmm. I told her I would do one more class in 2018, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of it, too, with the transition that I've made has been because of my kids. You know, my my son lives in Atlanta. I had my two daughters here. But when we had them here, they always had activities and, you know, that that were very time consuming as well as financially consuming. Mm -hmm. You know, so I I really the podcast was that outlet. But and as I told you before, you know, we talked about this. The podcast was always that launch. The mm-hmm. podcast was always its main goal was to help me iron out material that I wasn't comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, to to let me express to the world what may be coming. Yeah. You know, to your city soon, and and yeah, I, I talk a lot of shit when I'm on stage, but you know, don't don't think I can not roast your ass on other issues. You know. <laughs> yeah. I like I I keep a close. I still keep a very close eye. On everything, Pro Jesse. That I don't know what that dumb bitch doing. I don't you know. see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I keep I keep a close eye on everything, but I, I'm I'm kind of like Sting in the '90s. I just I watch in the rafters, <laughs> and, and and whenever I think I need to jump in and kick some shit off, I do it. You know, I have I still got the mic something close to me. It ain't that far out of hand. You know, mm-hmm. if I ever feel the need to jump on, you know, by all means, you know, SoundCloud page is still open. Yeah. <laughs> You know, shit. So, I mean, if, if, if I ever, but I, I, I still haven't found anything that's made me really want to jump back on yet. You know, I, I was working with some people a few months ago that was, um, really wanting to to focus on doing, on having me do a lot with the podcast, but. It, 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 at that time, I, I was already making that transition. Yeah. And I think that's what happened when, when we did the show in Houston that time. Mm-hmm. You know, that that and that trip multiplied with the attention that I got from that after I got home. You know, it, it, that began the transition yeah. to something else. You know, that, and I was waiting on that. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting on that moment. To say, okay, we needed to flip the switch, and even with some of the shows, you know, not that I'm not pr- proud of what I produced, but I was, I was noticing that it, I was trying my hardest to pull away from from major topics and, and, and major issues, and and because it was damn near becoming every day, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's so much shit going on that I ain't gonna lie, it, it wore on my ass a little bit. Yeah. You know, because just I can see how when you're trying to be that voice and you're trying to uplift people, and and you you see, you know we all see the numbers and we see the statistics and shit, and you know whether it's one or 100, one hundred, a thousand, ten thousand, shit, whatever it is, you, you you hope you're reaching somebody, you know. But then to see, you know, I do an episode one week about you know cops shooting us, then goddamn, I got to do one about us shooting us. I'm like, (laughs) when does it end? Where's the goddamn end? You know, what the fuck? It's just, it became more journalism than comedy for me. Yeah, And that that to me was taken away from its purpose. And the the purpose, as I've always said, is to build the comedy. Because the comedy is what's going to build the business, what's going to build the foundations, and so on and so forth.
2: Yeah,
3: it's, but it all had to start with the Joe Moffitt show.
2: Yeah, speak speaking of Jesse, uh, <laughs>
3: oh man, yeah. I know you. I, I ain't know you was gonna if you was gonna bring it up, but I damn sure was gonna bring it up.
2: Oh yeah, as of what four forty five p.m. I guess Atlanta time or whatever the fuck he, you got to
3: indicted for the stupidest shit, nigga. Look, I love attention.
2: You trying I to be really a martyr, do. man? <laughs> Huh? He yeah, says, so are you trying to be a martyr, dog?
3: <laughs> but bruh, I, come on, man. You could have went to a bar in Boston. hmm That's why he fucked up. If he'd have done that shit in Boston, I'd have believed it a thousand times you couldn't have told. Ta- that nigga should have told me every one of the Wahlberg came down there and whooped his ass. <laughs> I'd have believed that shit 50 goddamn times over you telling me two white people in Chicago Hmm. at 2 a.m fucking with niggas I think not
2: yeah right <laughs> you know what like I got bits and pieces of the whole thing cause I mean I'm not as in tune or whatever but damn I seen a clip of his interview after the fact and I was like that motherfucker lying <laughs> straight up he was just like I,
3: ordered the, I was willing to watch it that boarded I got I, I just said fuck it, I didn't do it, but I I did DVR and I, I watched some bits and pieces of it. And I was just like, to hear the story as it's come out compared to that interview, mm-hmm. something wrong with that boy. Yeah. He he yeah, you know, I and I've I've said this. What have I said before, Rob? You know you've heard me say this before. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck does this nigga have around him?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Probably
1: nobody would be doing shit like that.
3: You know, who the fuck is he running with, man? Because this is like, this is beyond stupid. You didn't kill. Don't get me wrong. I understand what he was trying to do with his career. And yeah, I even noticed that it wasn't pulling out for him. Mm -hmm. But dude, you don't put yourself in a position to ruin everything thinking that that negative attention. You ain't had enough. You got to have... Positive attention and get negative attention because you can make negative attention work for you. But your ass ain't got no attention, mm-hmm. and then a the little bit of attention that you get is good. But now the rest of the attention you asshole, so, I mean, he <laughs> got niggas and gay people mad at him. How you, he can't leave his house?
2: Yeah, it, it, it like just in the grand scheme of things, just from the little tidbits that I know. Like like I said, I wasn't all into it or whatever. It kind of seemed like he was trying to big big up the. Uh, um Gay You know the LGP Elemental P Platform Or whatever You know behind this shit You know bring
3: That nigga was trying
2: To big up him <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know if you watch Empire, but the whole first half of the season oh, this yeah. year they didn't have it. They got one of them in a casket, and they ain't said which one it is. They still ain't said if it's if they because this is not supposed to come out to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, now he done done all this shit. Apparently, everybody knows his ass is in the casket because if they wasn't gonna kill his damn character off, they certainly gonna kill his character off now.
2: Yeah, like even the day of or even the day after. I seen, like, you know, just clickbait articles talking about, uh, he's looking to be written off of Empire. You know, and they hadn't even got all the facts yet. I was like, goddamn, they're moving pretty quick, huh? Well, like I said, you know,
3: it, it's... It, I, I'm, I don't know. I... I looking at it on the outside looking in i wouldn't see why they would take him off there's another character over there that I, they already killed off his real life wife and his character wife on the show mm. so i mean i don't really know why this nigga is still there however you know he, you can't really understand what's going through the people of uh, people's minds you certainly can't understand what's going through the mind of a fool and this was some shit that made him look like a damn fool doing this because i i'm good when i first saw it, when i first heard it happen i was like that's fucked up yeah indeed. where was he again <laughs> that was my initial rep. where was he again chicago at two in the morning and it wasn't outside of a bar it wasn't outside of you know you sure he wasn't in boston the
2: the key indicator <laughs> the key indicator that i knew something was up was like before i heard him speak yeah, just knowing that, you know, something happened to him, somebody beat him up. The first thing I ever seen about this whole situation was the police couldn't find any video evidence, any. They said that like from what I read, they went over hundreds of hours of video And they couldn't find shit. I was like, yeah, this motherfucker lied. is up.
3: All they find is this big ass big These two big ass niggas walking around covered in blackface and shit. Yeah. Hoodies and shit. They even got these niggas at the store buying and shit. Oh my God. (laughs) Don't you know to send other people? Don't you got a bitch that you can send in there to do that shit? Everybody got a random, you know, they got crazy bitches driving around, damn, near killing motherfuckers out in Colorado, and you mean to tell me you couldn't find somebody else going there by the goddamn ski man?
2: Mm-hmm. Man, and just like even think about the technology we have at our disposal right now, uh, regardless if um, they did pay somebody else right now, they probably would have, you know, just thinking of the shit that we can do now, they probably would have been like, hmm, alright, it happened in this area. Uh, let's look at surveillance in, um, the, what six block radius um zoom in on anybody and check any you purchase can't records. get
3: away with shit nowadays. yeah,
2: check any purchase records Everybody got mask cameras on their they yeah
3: they got how they they had some shit out here in Oklahoma the other day talking about uh, they, uh nobody knew how it happened, but then the neighbor came forward and had all the shit on his camera, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying on his personal home security camera. That's what I'm saying. You you can't if you trying to get away with shit in broad daylight. you the dumb motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I understand he tried to do the shit in the dark, but I mean it's crazy. Some bitch is trying to get away with shit in broad daylight. You the bold motherfucker
1: because yeah, yeah.
3: your ass is gonna get caught. Mm-hmm. I don't give you, you, you. Somebody gonna see you. It's too many. It, it, this ain't like it was back in the day. You yeah. know that no snitching shit is out the window. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing.
2: Yeah, because like
3: motherfuckers is broke. They want a goddamn award from the police.
2: Yeah, yeah, motherfucker. The first thing that's going to happen is camera going to come out of somebody's pocket and be like, ooh, look at this shit. World star. Hell yeah. yeah. Like I see a, I see two, see three young men walking down the street.
3: Are they doing anything wrong? No, but I'm just waiting so I can give you a tip and get some cash. That's mm-hmm. what these motherfuckers know. We live in that day and age now. No. Motherfuckers will snitch for a can of goddamn soup.
2: Uh, we in a day and age to where people staging shit now for meme recognition and shit. I watched three videos the other day, you know, from uh two different co workers. There's like, yo, dog, look at this dude. Uh he got shot up in this restaurant or whatever, man. Cause um somebody slapped his girl ass. I was like, Okay, let me see this video. So all right, one, it's a stationary camera. And it's not a security camera. It's just a motherfucker holding the camera. So that's indicator one that this shit is fake. So you see, dude, you see, old girl standing in front of the table. One guy come up off camera, smack on the ass. Another dude come from the left side off camera. They uh, talk shit to each other a little bit. The dude that smacked the girl on the ass pushed the other guy. Then he uh, kind of fade off a camera. He come back, pull out a gun shoot a dude, the dude turn around completely, then fall to the ground. All right, one. The hell? One, the cameraman didn't shake, he didn't flinch, he didn't do shit. That's indicator one that some shit is something is amiss. Uh, Two, um, the slide on the fucking gun, I mean there was a flash, but the slide on the gun didn't move. So, that's some after effects shit. And three, you didn't see no blood on the dude. You didn't see no holes. You just seen a motherfucker turn and fall to the ground. First of all, if a motherfucker shoots you in the front, like point blank to where he did in the video, he would have fell backwards. He wouldn't have turned around, took a step, then fell. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should work for CSI, or SVU or some shit or whatever. But I didn't seen <laughs> a lot of... I'm in the computer shit, man. Like, I like to see... Like all these movies with all these special effects so I can sit there and point out all the flaws and shit and I ain't saying that I'm a fucking perfectionist or a professional or whatever but if you look at that stuff long enough you can start to point out some fake shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean granted and 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 that that's what that's, my, that's what I'm saying though you you can't get away with shit no more man this is, damn you if if nowadays it's easier to be straight up mm-hmm. real about some shit in these streets, and you would have you could better have a better chance of figuring out a way to get shit passed to do some of the most crazy shit in the world compared to just being fake and going. You know, if you're trying to get something done, you know, if you want some attention, you know, to do some Kim Kardashian shit. Don't get the police involved. Get all the gay people up and up, bro. Get all the black people up and up, bro. You got all these folks, you know, pissed off and mad. And the next thing you know, you know, motherfuckers ready to beat up random MAGA voters and shit. And Them crazy bitches, you know, they they carrying moonshine and switchblades and goddamn <laughs> buckshot rifles on their monkey asses all the damn time and shit. You know, it, 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 it's too much. It's already too volatile. I'm kind of glad it was a lie. Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah i'm kind of glad it didn't happen Mm -hmm. because there's so much shit going on right now i think we needed a laugh yeah i think we all needed to get together in the street get pissed off at each other right before about to get get ready to fight everybody get a text message that nigga lying and then we all laugh our asses off
2: yeah i mean you know that goes back to what we were saying earlier about it you know uh, People different styles of comedy, you know. That you know, they set you up with some serious shit. and at the end, ha! Huh, you get a laugh. <laughs> oh yeah,
3: oh yeah. And, and I will say, a lot of the comedians that I've been working with too, that's kind of a. I, I haven't. I haven't come across that one that that's really carried on on major topics. Now that could be because they a lot of the people that I work with are new. You know, as yeah. as seasoned comedians, you know one when you I'm gonna be honest with you when you see shit on the Netflix special compared to seeing it live it ain't the same shit mm-hmm. you know <laughs> you might hear that shit laugh and an uproar so on and so forth that nigga had to rewrite that shit 37 times to get it right yeah you feel me so it, it's but with seasoned comedians you can find people they wanna pay to see you mm-hmm. so they gonna come out and listen whatever your ass got to say your ass got to do as long as they get a little entertainment out of it, they just get they more built on pure infatuation of being in the same room as your ass because you up to that celebrity, Mm -hmm. you know I don't really think Kevin Hart can get away with Dave Chappelle's brand or or Chris Rock's brand of comedy Mm -hmm. because he's done that for years too, you know I I couldn't see Kevin Hart doing a nigga joke from uh, was that Bigger and Blacker <laughs> when you no. say C five, figure boy, I hate a nigga. Yeah. I couldn't see Kevin Hart doing that.
2: No, it didn't.
3: I don't I, think he got the balls.
2: Yeah, then I don't even. Yeah, the climate wouldn't even allow for that or whatever. I mean, there's people that still do it or whatever, but you know, oh, from no, him,
3: it's people still doing it, bruh I I was out there with Shango Forbes a couple of weeks ago at the Comedy Club in, in Tulsa. Man, that dude talked about so much outlandish, crazy shit. It. it it kinda gave me a bit of a relief to see a professional comedian mm-hmm. that's been in the game for twenty plus years and he's still going in the crowds, not giving a damn what nobody thinks. No not giving a damn what nobody worried about what he just said. Mm-hmm. He go out there he handle his business. If you like it, he dick, he getting paid anyway. Yeah. Now that I- right there was I like I don't think see, Dave Chappelle can do that. Yeah. Chris Rock can do that. Yeah. Kevin Hart can do that to an extent. Yeah, He still got to stay in that lane that that Steve Harvey punk ass was talking about. He pissed me off a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago with that shit when he jumped down Monique's ass. Oh, did I, you hear about that?
2: Uh I'm kind of on a Monique uh you know diet right now. I seen them two well, got, she got was into it.
3: kinda He was kind of in the right this time.
2: Okay, this time.
3: Comes, <laughs> Yeah, this time she was. I know she had that little Netflix conflict and everything, and and he was calling himself trying to help her out, mm. if you will. And the thing about it though is the advice he was giving her was fucking horrendous. Yeah. Because the advice he was telling you know you got to stay in your lane and, and play the game and 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 woo to woo to woo. And the whole time I'm sitting here thinking like, man, what the fuck you talking about. You know you talk about. We saw how some some of these comedians come up, you know. Your yeah. ass didn't play no game. You came up with Death Jam like everybody else.
2: Yeah, I mean,
3: he, he, you came up the same black route that all of the big names got, and and just like her. And it blows my it blew my mind that that he went there because I'm like, this is comedy. There is no lane. Yeah fucking lane ain't no goddamn lane in comedy
2: you know just just you saying that or whatever that you know kind of paraphrasing what he said or whatever I mean that that to me is him speaking from a place of comfort because Steve Harvey mm-hmm. is, is, is well paid I mean he do this, these pageants he got like three or four TV shows radio show fucking books and all kind of other shit like that I mean Monique is doing okay but I don't think she's doing as well Monique only doing okay
3: because yeah. Once again, when when she got that Oscar, yeah, she felt she she felt that she was supposed to get twenty million a movie. She felt that she was supposed to be up in this upper echelon above Dave Chappelle and above Steve mm-hmm. Harvey and above DL Hughley and Chris Rock and all that. She thought all of these great roles was gonna fall into her lap and, and all this goodness was gonna come. What she yeah. should have done was went and talked to Cooper Good Junior's ass. Yeah. She should have went and talked to Snow Dogs boat trip ass nigga man, cause she have talk he'd have been like, whoa bitch, you need to take a step back, Way, wait, 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 you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Still work your way up. Yeah, you got a hit. This is just a hit. That's it. Yeah. You know, it cracked me up today. I was me and my wife was watching the news. She they said that uh they was talking about all the money that's spent on the Oscars and everything. You know how much the damn trophy costs? Enlighten me. Like cash. $400. <laughs> I'm like, you done spent $10,000 to walk your ass in a room with a bunch of motherfuckers wearing twenty thirty thousand dollars 30000 worth of shit. $100,000 cars, $100,000 budgets and movies and shit just to win a $400 trophy. Y'all some dumb motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't don't get out of bed for $400, nigga. Joe, you're nominated for an Oscar. If it ain't real, all gold, fuck you. Gold (laughs) plated. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. I got rings with more damn, probably got more gold than that goddamn statue you got on it.
2: Yeah, damn. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Shit. And
2: and think about that, too. I mean, it's just a TV prop anyway, because, like, you can buy them, uh, you can buy a replica, you know?
3: Fuck, granted, but no. I mean, shit, you can probably buy a weird one if you wanted to. Yeah. I mean, hell, still, cause, I a motherfucker to make you one. Shit, that ain't hard to do. was make crazy shit all the time.
2: Yeah, but like at the end of the day, I mean I mean, yeah, you get the notoriety and all this other bullshit, but like physically that thing, I mean, what could you do? What do
3: you though? Know, do look what notoriety you get, once again. Cooper Gooden Junior. I'm just saying, I mean, that notoriety comes consequence. I mean, shit, that that you know. Some people was already saying his award was a gimme any damn way because yeah. for him to, to be able to win the same award with what he his performance overall compared to Whoopi's award from uh, Ghost,
1: mm-hmm. oh, shit, you, you that's that's
3: oranges to goddamn mud. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put them two together. Shit, you can't put Whoopi in the Cooper can't touch Whoopi. Mm-hmm. in no way shape or form ever mm-hmm. shit not many people can yeah. and Whoopi and Whoop is one of the last ones that still go out there unlike Steve Harvey and don't give a fuck that woman will go out and say whatever the hell she wants and mm-hmm. mean it she was fucking that, fucking Ted Dancer with a whole black face that shit blew my mind but the whole time I watched her she didn't give a damn either way <laughs> <laughs> she said, "He's just a dumbass. Just look over it. Yeah, he's stupid. You know, he's a dumbass. Look over it." All right.
2: uh, and I like that. Now we was talking a little bit earlier about you know society as is and uh and comedy with uh the you know the stuff that's been going on in the past like um specifically Louis C K. You know he had his incident or whatever, and then um not <laughs> too, <laughs> then not, yeah, too, not too, yeah then not too long ago um i guess he just started going around doing some shows and shit and um i, I believe the day he um did his set or whatever or for whatever it was um motherfuckers was bashing it and when i look at it you know at a glance you know i read what were, people had the big uh, you know dispute about the umbridge with was nothing out of basic rudimentary comedy he was just saying you know the basic the basis of it was like why aren't young people like how we were Back in the day I mean that's an argument that goes On you know that's a, that's a bit A uh, subject a uh, topic in comedy that's gonna Stand the test of time because it's gonna always Be generations of different people You know forever mm-hmm. So the basis of it was is like You know kids these days Doing this and this and this and this when I was That age I was trying to do this 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 and this You know <laughs> I don't understand it I don't understand it and people was like up in arms You know about this Bit and I was like Calm down.
3: He was playing safe. That, that, that's what he was doing. Yeah. That, that was. He was playing safe. He was trying to play to the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, he was trying to get that that re- reaction. Of, oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and make people forget that. You know, nigga, we you forgot you're a dirty big motherfucker. Just you know, <laughs> it, 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 so he's a comedian. He yeah. don't, and there's comedians that don't know nothing else. Mm -hmm. You know, there's entertainers. It's sad to me that some of these 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 entertainers and and these people, particularly us, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, we get to these higher points and we don't really try to to put ourselves in different positions to where we can still succeed. I, I think some do it. Some do it a little too late. Some do it to where you know it it works out for them to be able to do whatever they want for however long they want that's the reason why a lot of rappers you know some of the most biggest ones if they ain't went and like start smoking crack or uh, let a bitch drive them crazy they usually try to put some money up and 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 reading off that puffy and and Diddy code, if you will, you know, yeah. to where like like look at millionaire, you know, yep, uh, he been doing, you know, been in Silicon Valley doing business, yep. you know, so on and so forth. I mean, you, I think it's, I think anybody always need to have when you get to that amount of money, mm-hmm. you have to manage it, and if you don't manage it to a point where it's gonna make money for so you, what in you going you know some you fuck up and something happened and next thing you know you going to ck yourself i guess you know mm-hmm. louis ck in, in my personal opinion I, I, he was not in my you know top 100 comedians you know he he wasn't in my top 1000 niggas I'd stand in a room and just talk shit with to be totally fucking honest uh and this was before all uh, the controversy i I mm-hmm. just he didn't really seem like my cup of tea you know but Right now, the whole thing with him and, and that whole situation is just—you gotta. I don't know. I, I, I it's kind of be like if Bill Cosby got out today and tried to do a set tomorrow. Uh-huh. I, why, bruh? Not yet. <laughs> let 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 things blow let over it, let for it a, breathe. a minute, nigga. Damn. <laughs> yeah, you know. And if you gonna do a club, don't go do. One of the biggest goddamn clubs in New York. Bring a dumb ass out here to Oklahoma and do some comedy. Well, ain't nobody gonna give a fuck. we gonna be shocked to see you. Yeah, hell, knowing half of these motherfuckers, you can do it under a different name. Ain't nobody gonna know your ass.
2: Mm-hmm. Welcome if to You don't st- go walk on a- <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Krill yeah. Bosby.
3: <laughs> this shit, uh uh-uh. uh. We call it Boondocks. What you talking about? <laughs> Club, right? It's called Boondocks And I didn't until up That stage Many a night They love me in there
2: man. No, no I'm saying there's a, That's gonna be Bill Cosby Alias Krill, Krill Bosby
3: <laughs> Something shit He, he Oh God, That poor man Ain't gonna die but yeah. I hate to say it But I, I'm pretty sure it, it, Unless they got his ass Gonna have him Strapped into some Life support And shit So some of that alien shit that they was doing to Luke Cage is true I don't <laughs> think his ass go I don't see him making it too much longer I hate to say that but, <clears throat> but the niggas got a hard time right now
2: Whew. Well, like what you were saying about music and everything I just got off the phone with my nephew not too long ago he doing music and we were just talking about um, how music has changed from what we know what we've known growing up to what it currently is now and you was making some points about um you know people investing wisely you know getting to a certain point and you know making these you know decisions to make your money work for you and so on and so forth um don't you feel like that should be the natural progression of you know with anything or whatever it's specifically music in this standpoint or whatever so first album you come out with you know I'm hungry This is where I come from. This is me. This is what I had to go through to get to this point where I'm making this album. Yada, yada, yada. Second album be like, oh, you know, I came from this, but I don't have to do that so much anymore. Now I got a little change. I can do this and this third album. You know, fuck all that old shit. You know, I'm here now. Filet Mignon, Fancy cars, all this shit. Fourth album, you know. I'm just here because, you know, I, you know, I've been living a lavish life for a little bit. You know, I just thought I'd come back to the music. i have been doing other things, you know, being an entrepreneur, right. just, that, and that you know, that's, that should be the natural progression of music. I mean, I've listened to, you know, so many different artists or whatever, and that seems to be the format and should be the format. But now the way shit is, you know, you got all these people uh, getting fronted the cloud up front. <laughs> with their record deals and everything they talking about whatever the fuck they got right now and I, I don't hear not, well, not a gotta, bit of struggle that
3: started with big titles folks. You, yeah. you gotta, that, that started with us yeah. our, our generation started that unfortunately we we began that that path of, of taking a music Away from listening to to the Eric B and Rakim's and and the KIS ones, the Scarfaces, you know the, the 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 Tupacs, and and when Ice Cube was was really you know out there big in the street, you know, it, it, a lot of that faded when when we started talking about you know money and cars and holes and chains, and it it it's, it started it stopped becoming about the art. And started to become about what you can get from the art. And to be honest with you, that you see that progression in comedy because I mean, in five years, you won't hear me doing the same jokes I'm doing. Shit, you won't probably hear me doing the same jokes I'm doing now in six months. You know, because I'm I'm having to to stay up with with the times and everything. So mm-hmm. if you don't progress to to go on you're you going to fail. But see, the thing with, with music now is, you know, these boys get a $20 million contract. They didn't plumb forgot. They act like they did forgot about the shit they didn't went through. Mm-hmm. The first thing they want to talk about is where they are now. And to be honest with you, that's the reason why a lot of it is all mumbling because it, the motherfuckers ain't got nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you tell me about a 20-year-old kid that's wanting to be a rapper, I'm thinking to myself, bro, you ain't been through enough yet. Yeah. And anything that you've probably been through is a good chance your ass can cause it on your own.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, back, you know, the, the, the world, the world ain't, ain't what it used to be mm-hmm. when, 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 when we was growing up, these kids have a thousand times more advantages than we ever could have imagined. You can, they can take one of these fucking phones and literally start a revolution if they wanted to, mm-hmm. so don't, to, you know, it's hard. It's, it's, I can't say it's hard for me to believe that a person struggle. Yeah, people still struggle. Don't get yeah. me, don't get me wrong. But like I said before, I've always believed that how you pinpoint that struggle is how you gonna deliver your message. So if you've been a fuck up a lot. The, the problem is we got a lot of fuck ups delivering messages, mm-hmm. and and ha- and be a lot of you know like that little boy at six nine.
1: Yeah,
3: all these followers. All these blind-ass followers of some shit that these media marketing people whipped up in uh, somewhere with this little messy boy ain't nobody seen, heard of his ass in the street. And now all of a sudden, he's some big-time gangster running with all these folks and doing this and whoop-whoop-whoop and everything, and he Billy really badass. Miss me with that shit.
2: Okay, I got, I got a couple... I, I got a couple points on that and some theories and whatnot, um, courtesy of uh the Whatever Man podcast. They kind of spoke on the subject, but before that, um, goddamn, what is it, fucking um, where since we talking about the music as a whole and everything, because uh, like I said, we was talking about this earlier. Um, my two points of uh, you know where the turn started to happen was with Lil Wayne and Soldier Boy. So you was talking about yeah. the big big timers and everything or whatever, you know. You know, I didn't really think about that. You know, and you are yeah.
3: They, you just got to go back further than that, yeah. Master P. Yeah, now, but Master P had substance, though. Yeah, Master P would make you know he'd make them say um, but then you know it'd be for the Bourbons and the Cadillacs, and he talked about the hood, and, he, and yeah. he talked about Houston, and talked about New Orleans, and, yeah. You know, and, and talked about home, mm-hmm. and, and so did so did a lot of the rappers from New Orleans, but a lot of it was nice cars, big rings, big mm-hmm. booty bitches. It, mm-hmm. it, it all came down. To the basis of why you're in it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the art, because the thing about it, though, them niggas had art. Lil Wayne could rap his ass off. Juvenile could rap his ass mm-hmm. off. The big time, the, the baby had them amazing damn beats. And shit. Yeah, man. And so, fresh. you know, I mean, man and fresh, you know, so I mean, they were able to do and, and create good music. Now, shit. These, these corporate, not, and not keep in mind, too, those boys is independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way this corporate engine is trying to do it now, they fucking it up and ain't nobody falling for it.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
3: Ain't nobody falling
2: for it. So like, my, my points of reference and I know people that have been listening to me, I've been using this for a couple of times with different people on the show and you know, since we own it, I, I, I want to get your opinions. To me, I say Lil Wayne the Soldier Boy because Lil Wayne, I mean, you used talking about it, big timers and all them, you know, cash money, young money, all this bullshit. I, I, I've been listening to Wayne since he had a teeny weeny afro. And he did 400 degrees, I oh don't know, 500 degrees. Disappeared for a little bit. Did a little project that got scrapped, and then a different little Wayne emerged with the Carter. And I was like, "Who the fuck is this? This is not the Wayne that I know from you know back in the day." And then you know he started building momentum, yeah. putting all these mixtapes out, and all this and that, and this and that, and this and that, and you couldn't hear shit. If you Lil Wayne wasn't in the conversation, and then oh, they did the same thing with Drake. Yeah, then Lil Wayne started getting face tattoos, growing his hair out even more, changing the colors, mm-hmm. stop mm-hmm. just being a rapper and more of a you know a musical icon. Start doing rock music and skateboarding and doing all this other shit. So go up a little bit, you know. Wayne just wanted to be more than a rapper. He just wanted to do something. He had a gimmick. He wanted to stand out and just be, you know, a top performer. Not just a rapper, just a performer. So he did shit to stand out. So people are emulating him in a, in a sense, you know, to just being different. You know, Right now everybody got face tattoos. Everybody got dreads. Everybody got color. Yeah, hair no, no dress nobody funny.
3: is original. Yeah. So there is no originality anymore. I, I would, hell, I would be happy if one of these little music groups would come together and, and and make some old shit like The Temptation, they probably wouldn't be able to find a motherfucker that could actually produce it. Mm-hmm. But if they could, and if it was possible, I doubt if it would sell, though, because it don't have all of the oop, 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 or whatever that <laughs> endless, damn, slow-ass, dragged-out beat is that they doing now that's trying to make half of the children retarded as fuck. Mm-hmm. You
1: know,
3: it... it there, I mean, there is some goodness out there. You yeah. still got your J. Cole's and your Big mm-hmm. charms and everything mm-hmm. out there. You know, it, 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 there is some, there is still some truth in the light. But it's mm-hmm. you can tell the difference from what's being manufactured
1: mm-hmm.
3: to what's real, nah. these this little this little yachty and mm-hmm. and all of these little niggas. The the I, I hate to say his name, you know, because because he did pass on. But yeah. he was one of the beginners of it. Mm-hmm. The the Tenacion he, yeah. he was he was one of the ones that that him and and this little this little six nine boy you see where they had now
1: yeah now, they
3: got in the shit that they didn't had no business having no business being a part of mm-hmm. yeah they got pulled into some shit and somebody saw they had two ten cents of damn talent pulled them into a life that they asses clearly wasn't ready for and now you see the end result. Yeah,
2: but um you know, before we even get there, like my second point was a uh, Soldier Boy. He was one of the ones that did a lot of things independent, but he used the uh, internet and the technology around him to his advantage. You know, I mean, we, this is some other shit. You know, Joseph. So well, we all doing that, bro. Yeah, yeah, but he was like one of the I guess the earlier pi- pioneers at that time. You know, I feel anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean. Yeah we all know about the electric slide fucking josephine johnny all the other new orleans bounce music and you mean as far as being digital yeah digital yeah 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 okay yeah okay. so i mean he I, re- I get what you're saying yeah yeah, he, yeah. I, i'll give
3: him that he was one of the the, the first real digital rap stars that that mm-hmm. came out from coming from soundcloud or something like that mm-hmm. background um and i think that's what he he differs yeah. from this mass production of what's coming out now because believe it or not Soulja Boy was real yeah he wasn't manufactured mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying Soldier Boy was real but you also kind of noticed over the last few years mm-hmm. what's been happened to him
2: yeah I mean he kind of got spoiled by his own success you know and then
3: not, not even just that though if you really think about it, he's kind of taking a bit of a turn down Mm -hmm. simply because of the fact that he, there are some artists that, and I believe this wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. that when artists don't want to play their game, they end up getting in some little blacklist or whatever, so on and so so Mm forth. Um, I've heard of a lot of artists in, out of Houston that that's had to deal with that. Some out of Louisiana as well. Um, to where they want to stay so independent, they they still want to do their craft, and then they yeah. get into this engine that that is the the corporate music express, you know. And, and we all seen the damn temptation movie, you know. Yeah. you they want you to do things to become mainstream, if you will, and then and da 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 You know, I but I, I I I couldn't see a motherfucker telling Leonardo da Vinci say Leonardo, we see you can paint, but we also need you to write a song. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying we need you to co-star in this movie with this other dude that's a half ass actor that did a uh a, 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 um action movie 10 years ago and we're gonna make y'all buddy cops and y'all gonna take over crime and, and racism and rapists and shit you know that that's that's the formula that that they've been using over the last few years and it, it started with fresh print. You know, and, and, and all of them had them damn TV shows back in the day where they tried to put you with a low weight, they put you with a, put you with an actor and then you go out there and you be funny or, or you shoot people and, and shit like that. I don't understand why artists can't just continue being an artist and work in the artistry that they're in. I, I don't have a problem with people advancing themselves and doing more for themselves. But at the end, the end result for me is I think there's so many people that try to put their hands on that artist that they lose sight, you know what I'm saying, Uh of of what's important, which is the original art. And I think when you start losing that vision, that's when you start fucking up.
2: Yeah. Now, um, to what I was going to bring up, you know, courtesy of uh a Whatever Man podcast. They're saying that like um, you know, how you talking about how everything is manufactured, all these kids are getting all this money up front or whatever. And um they not really necessarily living the life that they rap about, but um the streets is watching. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we talk about six nine and all the shit that he's been involved in, but um uh, what they were saying on the on their podcast was like the streets is reaching out to them. He's like, hey, man, we know you don't really do this thing, but we'll let you hang with us so you can get this cred and, you know, you can yeah. live that life. And that way, you know, they got their hands in his pockets, you know, giving him his clout while he, in turn, is funding their operations and, you know, you yeah. know they're getting big and, off and, of and him as well.
3: Time, the whole time, your ass getting in trouble for all of it because you are the ringleader. You are yeah. the you are the 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 beginning the middle and the end and mm-hmm. if you don't see michael vick didn't flip mm-hmm. you can put michael vick and the kakashi 69 in the same conversation yeah both of them was the ringleaders of some shit michael vick was the ringleader of some shit but there's about a 50 50 chance that he was bossing his shit he probably wasn't you know because he, he had cousins and underlings under him that he controlled Mm-hmm. Takashi, on the other hand, got shit talked to by a bunch of niggas that's been running this game for years. Mm-hmm. You know, there's much got little picked. rappers and <laughs> yeah, because there's little rappers and shit that's probably you, when you hear about these little rappers that's just just you're gone to the wind and just got their money that you ain't never heard of, but now they did, but now they got a press release saying they did. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's a, a little a little peculiar? That you hear a press release about a rapper you ain't never heard of. Yeah. Getting killed in them streets. Why? I don't
2: know, man. It's,
3: it's just what just what you were saying, man. Just- there it is. Because it it, it it don't make no sense. How the hell are nobody got a publicist? Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell are nobody get a press release? God, I wish I could get a positive press release right now. Ooh, Wee! <laughs> nigga I ain't had a review on a newspaper in ages <laughs> I would love for that right now but uh, you know it, it's gonna be shocked the first time you hear it because who the hell am I mm-hmm. yeah. So when the first time I hear about your ass is you done got shot or you done got killed well, daddy you got your money we ain't even know about your ass yet and they've been flooding the money with the streets of this money to these kids and, and, and with with little how minuscule amounts of talent. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started on comedy. I'm three to fifth. <laughs> fifth.
2: <laughs> One, two, three, four.
3: Hell yeah, buddy. I had a dude tell me the other night. He said, "Man, he shocked me." I, I showed you. I put that post about being a heavy hitter, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he he shocked the shit out of me because I was because he was telling us, you know talking about getting paid and everything and so on and so forth. You know, Shane, and, and like I said, he'd been on B, you know, Comic View, Def Jam, you know, everything. MTV Cribs, all kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when we was just talking to the side for a minute, he was like, man, I, I, I see comedians that, that he was, me and another guy, B.B. Uh, uh, comedian B.B., I'm sorry. And he was like, man, I, I see comedians that, that can't get half of the people in the room laugh." getting $800 a night. I'm like, uh, nigga, let me know where, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's a real unwritten rule in, in comedy, especially with black comedians that, you know, getting those opportunities, is kind of Mm reverse from what you see in, music compared to what you see in comedy because there's so many black comedians and there's I mean there's tons of rap artists don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. but there's just the, the the market is so saturated with both that when they decide to start cherry picking the ones they want they're really looking for people that they can have some kind of control and the difference with rap music compared to comedians is comedians can have a bit more control with these rappers as soon as they sign a contract they you know what I'm saying a, mm-hmm. a manager or a booker can't really lock you down as much as a production company or, or entertainment firm something like that mm-hmm. you know that can control what you do control what you say and because they didn't put 10 million dollars in your ass if you go out and and make a point about something that's gonna piss somebody off that might be an investor well then guess what you didn't fuck up their mind. yeah you feel me? So I mean at the end of the day there's so much business involved in it and half of the people that's running the business anyway don't know shit about you regardless. They only know your name from a damn stock sheet. <laughs> How much money are you making me at the end of the day? That's the that is the scariest part of it all, you know. And with and with rappers and, and with and entertainers in general, I mean, they always gotta worry about that. Um dealing with promoters and, and, and dealing with these talent reps and, and, and dealing with, you know, try to get around with some good people the best that you can. You know, Lord knows I have, and not all of them going to work out to your best ability, but I think what happens in some cases is some of these kids get caught up with this money, and that's the biggest difference is once that money becomes involved, particularly if you're getting it from somebody. If you go off on the stage and you make 50 racks, and you take all that shit home, that's all you. Can't nobody tell you to do Mm -hmm. that with your money, but compared to somebody putting a million dollars behind you, then you're going to have a thumb on your ass. So in some ways, I can see and understand where Steve Harvey comes from when he says that you have to stay in that lane. My problem is, and what Monique was saying is, you you have to make the decision as a person, is that lane more important than what I got to say? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one thing about these rappers is once they get that money, they lose half of that ability of what they're able to say. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> Man, it's, it's been very enlightening and whatnot. But um, you
3: know me, nigga. We get together and talk cash shit all day.
2: Um, <laughs> what, what what I did want to ask you, I don't think we ever really talked about it. Um, whenever we was in person and whatnot. But um, how long you been doing comedy?
3: <coughs> I first got on stage at Just Joking Comedy Club in 2001. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did it a couple of times. And that's the reason why I was kind of mentioning what I was saying about these these young rappers is it it boggles my mind how many of them they are because how the hell can you have something to say what what could you really what could you have been through at that point in your life Mm -hmm. to have something to discuss or to for that matter be able to articulate yourself in a way to have something to discuss you know Mm -hmm. Uh, Tupac wasn't digital underground before he became Tupac yeah so he was doing goofy shit, clown around, wanting to hang around with the underground, having fun, having a good time and learning and, and understanding and seeing. And then he was able to talk about his struggle and, and articulate that in a way that works. These kids ain't getting that opportunity now. They miss out on the biggest basis, which is, is, is learning. And for me, the second time I went on, I just... I I felt I had a subject and and I felt it was getting over and it was funny. And I mean, I was making people laugh. So I had people in the street asking me for autographs, you know? So, I mean, in in Houston, you know? So, I mean, that was a pretty big fucking big deal for me. for a little old me, you know? So, but I also knew and understood that this was an art. And and I I understood that this was an art that had to be crafted if it was going to be done right. Mm-hmm. This is this was one thing that I say I have put my life's work into when I first did it. It was so good. I was like, I can do this, but it's got to be right. It's got to be seasoned just right. And I know some people going to say, Yo, you know, I, I, I've had some people mention that uh, that long hiatus, but. You have to also live life. You also have to go through experiences. And I went through experiences, you know, marriage, divorces, child support, you know, children, stepchildren, second marriage. You know, I, I I've built some shit behind me that wasn't childhood related and, and wasn't wasn't youth related as far as my story, but I actually have something that I can relate to with people that, that are going through shit and, and that's got kids and, and, and got older parents and and having to deal with that, that transition and like, you know, shit, I'm, I'm in an empty nest now, dog. Mm. You know? Technically, I mean, that's, that's I'm only 38 and we're empty nesters, you know? So that's crazy, you know? And, and to be able to talk about that and, and to go through those things is how I, I built my comedy. And I, I had to go through some stuff and to live life to have material to talk about because once again, I, I'm not the type that's going to look at your news story. Yeah, I, I get on. Like I said, that's what the podcast was for. If I want to do something like that, I mean, the avenue is still available. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to, to the nitty gritty and when it comes down to, to making people laugh, you know, whether it's on stage or dressed up in a goddamn tank top and red wings and a goddamn... Uh, hearts on my head and an arrow with, 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 with flowers and shit hanging off my chest. Just, and a tutu. It was all comedy and fun, you know? That, that's, that's, that's what I'm about. Cause right now, I, I think that's where my transition came in was that I got tired of talking about the problems and thought maybe just maybe being a little goofy and having fun and being happy would be come to a better solution. You know, to to help more people. And for me, it's been working out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, to be perfectly honest, I've been enjoying the hell out of myself, you know, meeting new people and, and having new opportunities. And now I'm, I'm getting some opportunities to travel. Um, cause I have my, I have a show in Oklahoma City Friday night. Um, that'd be the first time I've been back there since September. And then I've got a showcase. Um March 15th in Tulsa and then I have another one March 16th in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, I'm looking to be in Houston in June though. so I'm, being uh, I'm trying waiting to get on the you. stages out there so you already know um, I'm going to be trying to push in your direction and get you out there with me and shit because I'm going to throw your ass on stage
2: oh, shit!
3: take <laughs> some of that I'm going <laughs> to throw your ass on stage we're going to shake some of that stage fright you got because oh. fuck that yup I'll make you stand up there with flyers
2: too. You gonna tell stand up there with flyers. flyers the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> man, me, I see that shit, but yeah, man, y'all seen the shit in yeah, here. yeah. pass that down. Yeah, you Hell know, I was yeah watching shit. the news just the other day. You know what I'm saying? Up, yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. Just pa- pass that over there.
3: <laughs> we'll fix that stage fright like no time, my nigga. Trust me, because you go with missing. because you know you gonna have to get your ass out there. So uh, it's coming, dog. I, I can feel it. I. I just with the way you've been pushing your show man and 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 like I said I've been watching from the rafters and I'm I'm very very proud to see the things that you've done with your merchandising and shit it is 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 real hype and, and but you're going to have to come out of that you're going to have to come out of that studio man yes. you got you coming out of the studio was one of the best decisions I ever made I'm telling you when when I left the studio and started hitting hitting them people and, and shaking them hands and and well Pushing their hands away because they nasty and shaking them little badass babies. <laughs> Shut up, little <laughs> nigga You know, it, <laughs> you know, shit. It, it's fun out there, man. You gonna have to come out. You gonna have to hit that. When I come out there, I'm bringing. I'm pulling your ass out the studio. All
2: right, I'm For real. I'm done. We, We're gonna say it up. I'm down, dog. I'm down. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll hit the duck
3: out for some shit. I already got some folks uh talking about some spots down there. So we'll be able to pull like a maybe a comedy slash podcast some situation, you know, you never know. For sure. You see some other podcasters out there so shit. And I know I got some other comedians out there. So
2: it's all good, man. Now, um, before we start winding down and everything, from the time you started in two thousand one all the way here, two thousand nineteen. Um, we spoke about it a little bit earlier, the way um technology has moved forward and whatnot. How has technology aided you and kind of prevented you from doing things you know currently?
3: Well, I mean, technology can't be a preventative mm-hmm. there there's nothing about technology that should be able to stop you um i've really I rarely ran into any barriers. Um, with particularly like the worldwide, you know, the internet or anything like that, or you know, uh, to to get my message out there, I think some people aren't ready to hear it mm-hmm. a- as much, and I think, but that's you know, shit, you can get that same response standing out, standing your crazy ass on the street corner with a damn box and shit. You go you know, Mm -hmm. you be with them crazy motherfuckers walking around the bus stop with a sign and the end of the world is there. (laughs) You know, it's the same effect. It's the same fucking effect. They trying to pass a message, you know? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day it's a message and how how you choose to deliver it is is what's gonna get you the response of the people. Mm -hmm. You know. And it's just I I I felt once again, the, the, the podcast was always a stepping stone, and, mm-hmm. and it, it, it was more of a, a practice to where I could feel comfortable going out and and being in a stage full of people. You know, damn near sober. Hot did the motherfucker, but definitely not drunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, blow it out of my goddamn mind and 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 make these folks laugh and and be able to look at somebody and see that. You know, maybe that joke didn't get over to them so I can poke just enough fun with them to where they start laughing and got to get up and go piss in the corner somewhere. That's the kind of shit that I want to do. You mm-hmm. <laughs> know, and, um, and I think just with, with technology now, it, more than ever, it helps spread that message. It's just the problem is, I think if there's a problem with technology, it's the messages people choose to listen to.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Because it, it's... It, it, it's it's hard to see somebody suck. And um, I know that might sound a little, little cocky, but yeah. you know, I, I've been in this game for a little bit now. I can say that. It's hard to see somebody suck and succeed knowing you don't suck and you still push, but you still got to push, motherfucker. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you, me, everybody that's getting in this game, we try to take food off somebody else's table that may have had a struggle to get it that may have had it handed to them. but either way you damn sure ain't gonna take it to them you take it from them even you know unless you got some pimp in your fluid but that's another story yes yeah. so, <laughs> unless you up on some gangster shit you know it, it ain't gonna come easy my nigga that's for sure yeah.
2: so all in all I mean you know it's, it's good in aiding in your cause or whatever but from the time that you started up until now What's something that you can do now effortlessly with the technology available that you couldn't do in the beginning when you first started?
3: Just talk. That, that's, that's really it. Being able to express that voice. You know, it, it's hard to get attention. Mm-hmm. And to to have people want to pay attention to you is not easy. And so, it, it becomes a little easier when you when you're able to put yourself around people that you're able to find more people that that are, are in your area and and you know I'm probably following over a thousand comedians now and they're following me, you know I'm I'm getting more opportunities and and more doors are opening because I'm I'm putting myself in you know the right spot if I post a hilarious post who say somebody won't read it go watch read my page go watch my videos and then next thing you know i got a gig you know i've been literally going off of that more than anything you know and it's been working pretty good so far you know youtube can be your own fucking manager if you use it right yeah
2: for sure
3: only difference is you ain't got to get a bitch 20 (laughs) percent
2: yeah Um, some some, some of my own personal struggles, I kind of feel like as far as technology goes and whatnot, um, it's just the, I guess it would be time. I mean, now you can kind of schedule things and, um, post it out, you know, with Facebook and everything. But, um, I kind of feel like Facebook is not where I am all the time. Cause like I, I love Instagram and you know, I dig Twitter, but Twitter,
3: you boy I let y'all boys have Twitter for a little bit I just laid off Twitter since the show
2: yeah
3: I, I I' my Twitter but the the show was so much of that account
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know that that's what that's what the people wanted and it's been a I haven't really pushed on a transition because my Facebook has like blown up over the last few months for some weird reason mm-hmm. uh <laughs> Like you know, I, I, I get all the fake, all the fake accounts, the fake whole accounts and shit. Man, I feel popular in the world. Like I get fake posts <laughs> and shit. I feel like a man now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get a ass left. It's great with no uh, little foreign dude sitting in a basement fucking with people. Uh, <laughs> it's just it, it, it's Twitter has always been good to me you know, Instagram is starting to pick up a little bit, but there's something about that Facebook monster lately. That motherfucker, it, it got a hold of me and it
0: ain't let go for
3: some reason. Because mm-hmm. that, that is shit. I, I catch, I, I had not turned my notifications on shit just to start seeing some of the shit. Because I'll jump on there and have 20, 30 notifications and miss so much I'm like, God damn. You know, but it's, it's, it's a good thing. You know, people starting to give me that attention. And it's, the comedy, as far as, like areas like this and and even bigger cities i mean there's just the the comedy outreach on facebook is on twitter is so vast that you know when dealing with with you know able to make the the groups and and the things like that in Facebook, that helps you coordinate more with with getting people that you want and and you know talking with a mass amount you know comedians you know and things like that to to be able to to get work and and to, and to find people to work with you know and that word of mouth you know that's the the word of mouth on Facebook to me has become just on on the county level mind you yeah that the word of mouth has started to pay off more about as much as the word of mouth of Twitter used to do for me for the podcast. Probably more. i will actually going say it's a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a shocking amount of notifications I get now. It- <laughs> it's nuts.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a freaking job most of the time, man. It's like, I find that yeah. technology now is kind of working against itself because like, um, you have these third party apps and everything that kind of make it easier for you if you have a show or something like that to promote your uh, brand and whatnot. Like I can schedule tweets and I can tweet from multiple accounts and everything. But when you give somebody that power or whatever, and Twitter has been cracking down on this shit hard now that damn, uh, you make room for all those scammers and all them people to con people and post a whole bunch of propaganda and hurtful content and shit. So Twitter been squeezing. But seeing
3: a lot of those, uh, those, a lot of those apps that had those, they, um, they've shut down. A lot of those I used to use on Twitter, they shut down now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that started like six or seven months ago. I started noticing a lot of them just started to fade away. Mm -hmm. You know
2: and like for me it was using it for some legit shit I mean it was helping me out in the long run because like I remember in the beginnings of this damn podcast you couldn't pry me away from this motherfucking phone because I'm always tweeting I'm always doing some shit or whatever and that would take away from my personal life and get me in trouble with the wife so you know <laughs> <laughs> so the you know the creation of these different apps that would help me do this shit I could schedule like Damn near a week of uh, months uh, advance of tweets and shit. And I ain't got to worry about yeah. the motherfucker. I put my phone down yeah. and shit. And that and ain't I, making ass work for real. You know, I got to find like some lesser known apps and shit that can't do as much as the bigger apps, but it still you know kind of get the job done. And, and you know it fucking sucks because I mean, one one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. You sons of bitches. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, yeah, and, and that that's kind of what way it is, because, you know, you, you had more when you was doing the automated social media marketing, it, 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 it's, it became a curse because people was able to use it to to put out mass amounts of any goddamn thing. Yeah. And but it, I can't say I haven't noticed that on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I just noticed that, you know, with I mean, like I said, with the flyers and stuff that I put out, it, it's there a lot of times just to roll out a quick message. I mean, the message is always going to change even though the flyer is still the same. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's certain little things, you know, little tricks that trade that you can get around that on Twitter. You know, it, it's little things that you can do. You, you can flip a letter or take a letter off and, and they won't mess with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it's little stuff that you can do to, to make it, you know, run a little smoother. But it's just, like I said, with that that, that self, with that automated uh, social media I liked it because, mm-hmm. but my message was you know the show you know yeah. motherfuckers you know trying to blow up the bathroom I don't want to hear about that 37 times
2: in an hour <laughs> fuck you yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I can kind of I I get it because I mean they want to make it a more organic environment and everything you know all these little trolls and bots floating around there and whatnot. but if it was fucking up my shit <laughs> it
3: was fucking and up my shit and that's Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> shit that facebook is so just engulfed in that shit mm-hmm. that it's crazy and so facebook is pretty and in, 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 it's it's surprising that they have about as many bots as twitter mm-hmm. you know as much shit as they talk about watching that shit but from what i can tell uh,
2: man what was gonna make me upset because i mean instagram is my jam i've been posting a lot lately but um Instagram is owned by Facebook. They bought them out a couple of years ago. And, you know, the rumor mill, the scuttlebutt is that they're going to be integrating Facebook with Instagram or something like it or whatever. And I was like, no, uh. <laughs> I was like, please don't do that shit. Hopefully by the end, I'm paying one of my kids to run
3: all that shit. for man, I ain't gonna even worry about it. Yeah. See, you got to think about that. See, eventually you ain't see because, yeah, man, see, we going into that upper up. level. You ain't have to worry about that shit. So, man, we gonna start chasing this money <laughs>
1: in the upper room.
3: Yeah, man. Shit, I'm ready to hit the upper room. I don't know about you. Yeah, <laughs> this broke shit is weighing on me. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's getting old. Yes,
2: sir. Yeah. I, I completely understand that.
3: I already got one that's about to graduate college, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> it means going money, because I'm gonna have to start paying for that shit soon, and that ain't gonna be fun. Yeah. My wife's going to be mad if I got to start hooking again.
2: <laughs> I mean, you was already <laughs> practicing with your tutu and your your, your wings and your halo.
3: <laughs> no, that was for charity and for old people, you
2: bastard. Be nice. <laughs> hey, that's what hooking is I for, A charity and old and people. Then,
3: no, I went to visit children. <laughs> oh, so you Philistine, I can't believe you. <laughs> 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 but no, that shit was crazy, though. Yeah. But man. We got caught on the security cam back. And so, that was real quick. And we got caught. We were going to do a delivery. Mm-hmm. And uh, we pulled up to this business and it was, it, was, it was like a little bathroom, like Bath Planet or whatever. But it was like a little small office. Of. Yeah. And for some reason or another, these niggas had the Enid, the the high schools out here choir visiting. So there's like 20 kids in here singing to like four people in this office. You know what I'm saying? And we're trying to walk in and deliver this damn candy ground and see all these kids singing. You see us on the security camera slowly backing away, (laughs) trying not to interrupt the damn kids singing. And one of the kids turned around and saw us. His ass almost started laughing and messed up the singing. (laughs) And all I could see him was trying to explain to his teacher why he messed up that man it was a big old black dude dressed out here in a pink shirt and wings and shit he was like have you been drinking tommy no i ain't been drinking i know what the hell <laughs> <laughs> but then we went in there and you know did a little bit and everything so tommy didn't look like a jackass <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny, the we decided not to go back in there that would have been priceless yeah
2: <laughs> but man I appreciate you giving me your time catching up with me and Most whatnot definitely. man uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media what you got going on what's coming up and everything man the,
3: the spot is, the spot this hat is on their Facebook at Comedian Joe Moffitt. Um also just my regular Joe Moffat page you can follow me there where I do regular posts good com- little comedy shit on a daily basis also I always post uh, upcoming shows and you know, whatever tours that might be coming up. Um, we got some cities that we're gonna be hitting that I haven't hit yet, so uh, we got some big things coming up over the next few months
2: for sure. And as always, man, you know, this door is always open for you. Come on in, fix you a plate, get your glass Kool Aid and whatnot.
3: Most definitely,
2: I ain't even got to ask shit I just walk in. Yeah, i don't know about that when I mean, you, you at least oh, got to knock because mrs b rob and is I, the one uh, with the
3: <laughs> I, oh fine i tell you what i'll knock but then i'm walking in and yeah there you go that, i'm gonna have a special my not gonna be like hey motherfucker open the door with me bye hi <laughs>
2: there you go
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh shit and that was the homie joe Moffitt, uh houstonian at heart but out there in oklahoma and parts all over doing his comedy thing and he talking about he gonna bring me up on stage when he come down here and do a show and shit I'm like man but honestly though honestly uh, before I even throw that idea up under the motherfucking bus you know I have many people to come on the show to say hey man you ever thought about doing comedy yada 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 Um, personally you know I think I'm kind of funny my wife don't think I'm funny at all (laughs) but uh, you know it has crossed my mind many a times but it's a thing to where you know Joe talked about you know coming up with material and things like that. It's it's not a thing that you know. I, I I'm not a fan of the process. I don't like to write shit down as evident of you listening to the show. You know I just say what comes to my mind and heart. You know and I kind of envisioned what me on a stage in a room full of people would be like. And it would just me be talking talking to the crowd because that's what I would want to do. I would want to talk to motherfuckers, man. It's just like. I can just bring up life experiences that I've had um, being a kid within the military and, you know, past relationship shit or whatever. I mean, basis of a comedy act or whatever, but I would talk about it on a real level in the comedy within it. I mean, I guess that would be something interesting to talk about. But I I just, you know, if I'm in a room full of people, I want to interact with the people and not just sit there and just be talking about this and this and this i want to point to the motherfucker in the front row, be like hey you what you think of this and start a conversation with that guy in front of people <laughs> or whatever so i mean i don't know man never say never you know you know if opportunities present itself to you know make get my name out there and do whatever i mean maybe i'll take it you never know you never know um also uh coming up here pretty soon It is the third annual Ask Miss B-Rob. So for those of you who are unfamiliar, every year on my birthday since I've been doing this podcast, I've had my wife on and I would ask you, the listener, to submit some questions specifically for her. You can ask her about anything, you know, her life, my life, our life, uh, anything you want. You know, just random questions for her to answer. And um, we'll be inviting alcoholic beverages. Speaking of alcoholic beverages, I just bought the aviation gin that um, Ryan Reynolds put his name on and whatnot. I haven't tasted it yet. I had some drink recommendations and whatnot. But um, I'll probably try that later on today and um, see what the what the HAPSA is. You know, I will post about it. I'll let you know if it's delicious or not. Um, I, I got some juice for the gin so I can have some gin and juice <laughs> but anyway um, so send those questions in uh, use the hashtag wit talk if you're using Twitter um, if you can find a post on Instagram use the hashtag wit talk on Twitter, uh, Instagram and um, you can use the voicemail line 304-825-5762 I know I don't plug that enough on here and that's that was a staple in the show to where I would ask you to just leave random voicemails and um y'all can still do that voicemail line still out there 304-825-5762 and if you want to email your questions in you can do so to mail at randomrobcast.com. Speaking of randomrobcast.com, I'm going to go ahead and wind this thing down. You can go to randomrobcast.com and find many different ways to support the show. Um, shout out to everybody that's been to the new merch store on randomrobcast.com to where I have hat shirts, T-shirts, elemental p stickers, all kinds of stuff. And all the items you go there and you purchase um, go to support this show. And I appreciate the people who have already um supported by buying merchandise, you know. And you can be a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com, search three R show, and uh, you can be a member for as little as a dollar a month, monthly uh recurring fees and whatnot. And you get some cool incentives and whatnot. Shout out to Nick Lubbers and Brandon Mack and all those other people who support via Patreon and whatnot. And if you don't want to do a monthly recurring thing as far as payment wise, you can just straight up give me some cash, man. Drop a donation in my Cash App or the motherfucking PayPal. All those links are on randomrobcast.com. If you want to donate equipment to the show, I got an Amazon wish list on there and if you purchase anything using my links on Amazon, you can uh, help the 3R show get a little bit of kickback. You don't pay nothing extra. Yada yada yada. And um that's cool and all. You don't want to spend your hard earned money. You just want to listen to the show as per normal. The free way that you can help support the show is doing what you're doing now. Listen, but also you can subscribe to, you know, freaking, I guess I got YouTube shit out there. You can retweet this. You can share it with a friend and make sure they listen and reviews, write some reviews that on five stars or preferred but if you have anything less than that leave some feedback so i can kind of tailor the show a little bit baby yeah but um that's it um i know i talked about ways you can support the show but the way you can follow the show is on twitter at it's b rob that's my personal account that's i-t-s-b-r-o-b you can also follow this show on twitter at 3r show And you can follow me on Instagram where I walk the hollowed halls of Walmart vlogging, as the young people say. But all the info is on randomrobcast.com. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you listening. And have a nice day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Woo!